Sit down, Madison, and make yourself comfortable. I'm not sitting down. I wouldn't have even come over at all if the past didn't require so much in-person communication. Seriously, how do you people get anything done? Let me get you a drink. No! OMG! Are you a flat earther? Because your reality appears to be a fictional delusion with no supporting facts. The only fact I see is that you're here. I came over because, apparently, you can't take the hint when someone is ghosting you. I love the way you make up words. We're over, okay? The end. Roll the credits. No sequels. Only one half of us is through, baby. Yeah, breakups don't have to be unanimous. This isn't a murder trial. Well, you haven't proven beyond a reasonable doubt that you really don't want to see me again. Back off! I'm just bringing you your drink. Didn't you get my letter? It said we were finished. You didn't write that letter. It was written by your pal, Boston Blackie. Yeah. When my usual breakup techniques didn't work, Blackie suggested I go old school and put pen to paper. But I was having too much trouble drawing the emojis, so he wrote it. So, you're tossing me over for Boston Blackie, huh? Oh, please. He's totally friend-zoned. Well, in that case, there's still room for me. Dude, are you stuck on repeat? Oh, Madison. You best stay where you are. Come on, all I want... I know what you want. I also know that in the 40s, women didn't have a lot of body autonomy. So I brought this. Oh, well. Did Boston Blackie teach you to point guns at your old boyfriends? This happens to be Blackie's gun. I would never own a gun. Even if that judge hadn't made that ruling against me. But of course, you won't use it. Don't make me go Thelma and Louise on your ass. You don't have the nerve. Huh, I guess that judge was right about me. Too bad for you. And now, Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friends. Okay, Johnson, get those photographs. No use looking for fingerprints, Williams. With the fire, it's all too badly damaged. Smith, scout around the rubble for the murder weapon. All right, Rollins, what do you got for me? The body's right where the fireman found it, Inspector Faraday. Shot through the head, huh? One shot went right through. Hmm, gonna make it tough to find the bullet. How long has he been dead? Coroner says about ten hours. Then the guy was dead a long time before the house caught fire. Any identification? None. Well, his dental work will do. Let's hope this guy saw his dentist twice a year. Couple next door said they heard a shot here last night, then saw a blonde girl leaving here shortly after in a big hurry. Yeah? Sounds like a good lead. Find out anything else? A guy named John Richards owns this place. This is probably Richards' body. John Richards, huh? What else did you find out? Well, we ran across a safe that was unlocked. I took these papers out. Let's have a look at them. Meh. 
just the normal stuff. I'll address to Richards. Well, what do you know about this? You find something, Inspector? Read this. For the last time, Richards, I'm warning you to lay off or I'll kill you. And look who signed it. Boston Blackie? Yeah, Boston Blackie. Somebody better find me that bullet, because I bet it's going to match Blackie's gun. Why does the letter have a drawing of a peach with a line through it? Hey, Blackie. Oh, I'm sorry you had to wait in the hallway, Madison. Why didn't you get the doorman to let you into my apartment? Any rando person can ask a doorman to just unlock an apartment and let them in? Well, I would have presumed he knows you by now. You're referring to how many times he's had to put my drunk ass in a cab? Lately, it does seem to be part of his job description. Hey, I tip him 2020s money. In 1940s terms, each tip pays his monthly rent. So I think he and I are good. <laughs> well, come on in. Nah, I'm not gonna stay. Had a rough night. Richards? Yeah, the dude is a psycho. No wonder I was attracted to him. I'm sorry, Madison. I tried to call you after I left his place, but, like, no one answered the phone. Without being able to leave a voicemail, what did you old-timey people do? Just keep calling over and over until somebody finally answered? Yep, that's how it's done. That is, until the day I can leave my apartment with a phone in my pocket. <laughs> I know. That's why I was asking. Okay, well, you can get back to me when they make a phone cord long enough to reach the corner drugstore. Cord? Never mind. I just wanted to let you know, I don't think John will be bothering me again. Well, that's what we wanted, isn't it? Yeah, no, you had some good ideas in there. Anyway, I'll see you later. Uh, say, I think you'd better give me back my gun. Oh, dude, right, sorry. <laughs> that's why I waited for you. I got it in my purse. Here's the gun. I had to use it on him. Anyway, talk to you later. Whoa, hold on there a moment. One shell fired, huh? Uh... Yeah? Would you like to elaborate? One was all I needed. Thanks, bye! Madison, you've gone into more detail about why you chose the lip color you're wearing. Now, how about the full story? I don't know. I told you he was a psycho. He wasn't respecting my boundaries, so I had to do something. Which involved firing my gun. Okay, you're all caught up. Appreciate the assist. Later! Madison, was it self-defense? I feel like the answer to that should always be yes. I followed you to Richard's place. I saw the body, Madison. You followed me? And what body? Inspector Faraday will be knocking on my door shortly. He always does. I'd like to at least know the truth so I know the best way to lie to him. Damn it! I hate being accused of murder. That's it. I'm out of here. It wasn't me! <sighs> I might need to reevaluate my friend to those who have no friends motto. Hello, Blackie. Why, Faraday, what an unpleasant surprise. Come in. Can't you ever be serious? I'm sorry, Inspector, but you see, I was expecting you. Oh? I got a fortune cookie telling me a stranger would be knocking on my door. And who's more strange than you? All right, Blackie, I'll come to the point. Why did you do it? I like Chinese food. Take a look at this letter, smart mouth. Did you write it? Sure, sure I did. You certainly are stupid, Blackie. Why? Did I misspell a word or something? We found Richard's body. 
in spite of the fact you went to a lot of trouble to burn the evidence. But thanks to Dr. Harold Madison in the bar building, we got identification through the dental work. Well, it sounds like you're going to arrest me. I'm not arresting you, Blackie. This note was too easy to find. You wrote it to cover up for Richard's real killer, Madison Standish. Madison had nothing to do with this. I happened to be sure of my facts this time, Blackie. I checked up on Richard's. He was chasing after Madison plenty. And Madison was at Richard's house just before he was killed. I found the cab driver who took her out there. What's more, I've got men in her apartment now picking her up for murder. Oh, Faraday, don't be a dope. Now listen to me, Blackie. I'm warning you. Keep out of this or I'll hold you as an accessory after the fact. Such fancy legal terms. Excuse me. Hello? Oh, dude, thank God you actually answered. Oh, hello, Shorty. Shorty? Do I have a bad connection? It's Madison. I can hear you fine, Shorty. Are you trying to make Shorty my new nickname? Because I don't think you're the one to come up with nicknames. Boston Blackie? The show is set in New York, and you're a super white dude. Well, if you want to give the gang a laugh, Shorty, tell them Faraday is arresting Madison Standish for the murder of John Richards. Excuse me, what? No kidding, Shorty. He sent some men up to her apartment this morning. They'll have her in jail now, I guess. Okay, on the run from the cops. Damn it! I don't have any of my fake IDs with me! Where are you going to be, Shorty? I'll meet you later and tell you all the laughs. Oh, okay. Um, I'm in a movie theater on 39th Street? It must be some sort of art house, because it only has one screen. Well, stay there, Shorty. I'll meet you. Hey, I don't think that's Shorty at all. Let me have that phone. Bye, Shorty. What did you say, Faraday? You double-crosser! That was Madison Standish. And now I know even you believe she murdered John Richards. Why, whatever do you mean, Inspector? And another thing. What's with the drawing of the peach? We'll be back for more of Boston Blackie in a moment. Everyone has been staring the whole time. Well, yeah. Didn't they tell you? That I'm the most powerful lightning mage this place has seen in years? Yeah, Professor Sumner maybe mentioned it. Bryn Tessic, Photomancer Class 6, Umbermancer Class 5. I'm here to challenge you to a duel. So you're saying she's had practice? I'm saying she's had training. I don't think we're looking at the late bloomer here at all. A week ago I was a normal girl, and three days ago I didn't think I'd ever have to worry about magic. All I want to do is fade into the background and get this over with. Electromancer, a fantasy adventure podcast. Check us out at www.electromancypod.com. You're talking about me like I'm some kind of revolutionary. That would be a dangerous thing to say, and an even more dangerous thing to be. There's something about me you don't know. During the day, I'm Anna Cat Walker. Wearing? Right. And at night... I am amazing woman. So you're serious. Holy crap! I married amazing woman! My Amazing Woman, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Daddy-o. Now back to our story. 
When John Richards was found dead, all evidence pointed to a strong possibility that Madison Standish was the one who committed the crime. Faraday had found a threatening letter to Richards from Boston Blackie, but when the inspector began checking up on Richards' past, he learned that Richards had been bothering Madison and immediately dismissed Blackie's letter. As we left our story, Blackie had warned Madison over the phone that Faraday's men were in her apartment and had told her to wait for him in a movie. Wow, that's a serious recap for like a one-minute break. I get paid by the word. Fair. As we continue, Blackie walks into the theater lobby to meet Madison. Blackie, dude, over here. Hello, honey. You doing all right? I am so bored. This theater only shows one movie. How do they even stay in business? I figured you'd be hungry by now. Here's a little something to eat. Dude, we're in the middle of the lobby. When you smuggle food into a movie theater, you've got to hide it until the preview start. If you don't want the sandwich, I'll eat it. Give me that. I cannot survive on popcorn and gummy dots. Well, not without tequila. Can you eat and talk at the same time? Why? Can't you? I ask because of, um, etiquette? What are you talking about? All right, well, let's get to the point then. Did you kill John Richards? How about swallowing in between bites, huh? I, did, I didn't kill him. He was a psycho, but only one in a long-running list of psychos I've dated. Trust me, I have others higher on the list who totally deserve more than me just slicing their tires and burning down their places of business. It's funny you'd mention fires. Why? You need one set? Revenge or insurance fraud? No. Uh, look, Madison, things are really stacked against you. I didn't kill him, Blackie. I just fired the gun into the floor to show I wasn't afraid to use it. And I was careful. I knew he lived on the first floor, so it was okay for me to shoot into the floor. I did that once to a guy living on the second floor, and I had to pay for his downstairs neighbor's plasma screen. It's all right, Madison. I believe you. The second Faraday put the finger on you, I knew you couldn't have done it. Why are you hating on that cop dude so much? You're not even a detective. Aren't you just some sort of safecracker? Let's not get off subject. The fact is, currently all evidence points to you. What about ballistics? Won't they prove the bullet was from another gun and not yours? They do that in the 40s, right? Uh, yes, they do, but they'll probably never find that bullet. A little while after Richards was killed, his house burned into a pile of honeymoon toast. Oh, okay, when I said I set fires, that was a long time ago. Or a long time from now. In the future. But my past. Let's just say... I haven't had the sweet sensation of singed nose hairs for quite a while. But we know it's Richards because Faraday had the body positively identified through his dental work. Well, if you want me to say I'm sorry the dude's dead, I'm not. I'm just mad at myself for falling for those Jesse Williams freckles. Grey's Anatomy has really influenced my dating choices. Look, Madison, all kidding aside, you and I have got to chase down the guy who killed Richards or Faraday will pin it on both of us. Now, who are Richards' friends? No clue. We never reached the meet-my-friend group stage. Well, what do you know about him? Um, he had a business partner. Met him a couple times when he came by the apartment a bit too early, if you know what I mean. Remember his name? Emery, maybe? William Emery? Uh, I don't know. I never trust my hangover memory. Well, it's a place to start. Great, let's go. You sure you're ready to leave? I wouldn't want you to miss the end of the picture. The reason I'm in the lobby is because the usher kicked me out. Apparently, shouting funny commentary at a horrible old movie doesn't fly unless you're a robot puppet. (laughs) 
la la la. But Blackie, if this Emery dude hasn't been home for like two days, how are we going to get into his apartment? I noticed you didn't ask his doorman to let us in. It's all right. I have something else planned. Should I flirt with him? You know, me and the uh, girls have gotten into many a VIP lounge that way. You can tell the uh, girls to stand down. Remember how you mentioned I'm not a detective, but I do have a well-honed skill? Safecracker? Any lock. Just give me a moment here. That was easy. Damn! That's super impressive! Could you teach me? You don't know how many times I've locked myself out of my apartment. It's getting pricey replacing all of those windows. Sure. Just let me know when you have a hundred years to spend learning. You don't have, like, a weekend seminar? Nice apartment, huh? Still confused why we're hanging around this dude's place if he hasn't been here in a couple days. Ooh, minibar! I can't think of a better place to pick up the trail of a killer than in the killer's own apartment. Madison, put down that liquor bottle. The dude framed me for John's murder. I think he owes me a drink. Exactly. He framed both of us. And it looks like he killed Richards and skipped town. So we have to find something to prove that. Okay, so what could prove that? That's why we're here. To look around and hopefully find something. So how about you put the brakes on happy hour until we're off the hook for murder? I can do both. I'm a multitasking drunk. Just look around and see what's in that room there. No problem, Mr. Krabby Pants. It's a bedroom. Have a look in his closet. Yeah, I got it. Closet drawers under the bed. Pretty standard searching places. Thanks, Jessica Fletcher. Hmm, nice looking library. Emery had either an appetite for literature or a good eye for decoration. Ooh, check this out. Find something, Madison? If this dude Emery left town, he skipped a major item on his travel prep list. A suitcase? Fully packed? Yeah, sitting right on the bed. Well, he was planning to leave, but had to pull out sooner than he thought, I guess. It's already packed, though. Why didn't he just take it? Isn't that weird? Interesting is a better word. Look at this, Madison. A cigarette that was never put out. It just went out. Didn't you old-timey people start fires like that all the time? The worst thing I ever do is forget my yoga candle burning. I'd rather die smelling sandalwood than tobacco. You know, for the man who planned the murder, William Emery was sure haphazard about his getaway. Clearly he was planning on leaving, but not when he actually did. And if that's the case, maybe he didn't murder that freckle-faced Richards. Hey. Hey, what? You said Richards was freckle-faced. Yeah, so? They looked good on him. They kind of went over the bridge of his nose like a little Milky Way on his face. Uh, the galaxy, not the candy. That would just look like a big turd on his face. My point is... The man I found dead after you left Richard's apartment didn't have any freckles. Seriously? I've got a hunch that John Richards isn't even dead. Let's look around and see if we can find a picture of Emery. Nothing over here. Will you leave that bar alone? I need a refill. Keep looking. Oh, a wallet. Might have something here. Okay, he might have forgotten his suitcase if he left in a hurry, but not his wallet. Isn't that the old-timey equivalent of forgetting your phone? Forgetting your phone? Right. When you realize you don't have it, you feel like you're missing a limb or something, and then you start to hyperventilate because you think, what if you didn't leave it at home? What if you left it in a bathroom stall or on a table at Starbucks? What if some person has your phone right now and you'll never, ever see it again? Because you know if you found somebody's phone, you'd do everything you possibly could to get it back to them. 
But whatever disgusting, low-life creep has your phone at this very minute is definitely the worst kind of person who's going to keep it or sell it or... Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Okay, look here. It's Emery's picture on a hunting license. Ew, he's a hunter? It's the 1940s. He could literally be the guy who killed Bambi's mom. Yep, this is the guy I found on the floor in Richard's apartment. Look. That's not John. So he isn't dead at all. It's Emery! See, I told you I didn't kill him. I might have left a hole in his carpet and scratched his car with my keys on the way out, but that's it. We still have a little puzzle here. Faraday said the dentist identified the body through Richard's dental work. How is that possible? Well, there are some dentists who have a reputation for not turning away a dishonest dollar. Let's take a look at the yellow pages. Why specifically the yellow ones? Madison, have another drink. Will do. Here's the phone book. Let's see. If I'm remembering correctly, there's a shady doctor by the name of Foster and another one by the name of Lindell. You want anything? Dude's even got some fresh-cut lemon back here. Uh, no thanks. No. Foster. Foster. You ever think about when you die? Someone is going to have to come by and clean out your fridge. They'll be welcome to my jar of olives. I might actually have bags of salad that outlived me. Foster, here he is. Suite 727 in the Angel Building. Remember that. No address? Just the name of the building and you can find it in all of New York City? Of course. I can't even navigate to my own apartment. I have to hit home on ways. All right, the second one is Lindell. Lindell, Lindell. Here we are. Joe Lindell. And what's the name of his building? Suite 1010 in the bar building. A dentist in a bar? Ooh, I might actually be willing to get my teeth cleaned. Hey, wait a minute. Faraday mentioned the bar building when he told me about the doctor who identified the dead man's dental work. He went to Lindell? No, Faraday went to see a dentist by the name of Madison. Madison? Really? He's a bit more traditional. He uses Madison as his last name. Says the dude that goes around as Boston Blackie. Anyway, let's have a look at Madison's office number. Madison, Madison... Here it is. Suite 1010 Bar Building. It's the same office as Lindell. We're going there. Okay, hang on. Where are you going? Fridge. Just because Emery's dead, why should his vegetables have a death sentence? Dr. Madison? Uh, come in. Dr. Madison. That sounds so weird. You know, my first instinct was to leave you in the car. I'm sorry, but the only time I've ever been called Dr. Madison was when I dated this guy who had a thing for hospitals and- I wish I were here for a root canal. It'd be less painful. How do you do? I'm Dr. Madison. Boston Blackie. Madison. Just plain Madison. Not a doctor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. So, um, my receptionist told me you want to see me about an identification I made for the police yesterday. That's right. John Richards. The dental work checked with my records. Uh, would you like me to show it to you? No, thanks. Yes! Are you telling me you know how to read dental x-rays? No. They're just so creepy, they're cool. Dr. Madison, I want to ask you about Dr. Joe Lindell. Who is he? Oh, uh, Dr. Lindell is my assistant, but I'm the one who made the identification. But Lindell might have made something else. Is he in? Um, yes? I'd like to talk to him. Uh, of course. This way. Oh, God! Why does just the sound of a dentist drill make my teeth hurt? It's like Pavlov's dog. At least the dog got a treat. All I got was a mouthful of cotton and a foot-long needle in my gums. 
in here. Joe, some people here to see you. Yes. Boston Blackie, this is Dr. Lindell. How do you do? I'm Madison, not a doctor. I'd like to ask you a few questions, Dr. Lindell. Well, Dr. Madison here is the senior consultant. They seem to want to talk to you, Joe. No? Uh, about what? Where's John Richards? John Richards? Guy who's always bragging about his so-called business ventures, but then you start to realize you're always the one picking up the check? I don't understand, Blackie. John Richards is dead. In name only, Dr. Madison. But I identified the dental work that proved John Richards was dead. You identified dental work from the mouth of a murdered man made to look like the dental work you'd done for John Richards. What? Yeah, I second that one. What? Wouldn't it be possible for Lindell here to match the dental work you'd done for Richards? Why, I suppose, using my materials, uh, my drills, my records, and my technique, it's possible, yes, but hardly probable. I think it is. He helped John Richards kill William Emery, fixed Emery's teeth to look like Richards, took the body to Richards' house, and set fire to the place so that the body would have to be identified by the dental work. That really seems like a lot of unnecessary work. Exactly. And how could I have brought a dead body into this office without being seen? Dr. Madison, does this office have such a thing as a portable drill? I don't know. I said Dr. Madison. Geez, sorry. This is really confusing. Do you have a portable drill, Doctor? We do. It's broken. Not that I know of. You better tell what you know, Lindell. Where's John Richards? I don't know. Look, maybe you're not as deep in this as I think. If Richards alone killed Emery, you can get off easy if you talk. I, I tell you, I don't know. Good heavens, Joe, if you didn't kill anyone, say so. Yeah, come on, Orin Scrivello. Did you inflict pain and like it? I didn't kill him. Believe me, Richards did. All I did was go out to Richards' house and fix Emery's dental work. Oh, Joe. I had to do it. I had to. But Emery was already dead when I got to Richards' house. Where is Richards now? He, he left town. That's all I know. Believe me. He changed his name to Robert Carlton. He, he thought he'd be safe as long as the police thought he was dead. Pretty slick stunt, I must say. He would have been safe, too, when the police cleared Madison and me. They would have suspected Emery and spent the rest of their lives looking for a dead man. I'll call the police. Ask for Inspector Faraday, Dr. Madison, and tell him that from now on, never to look a gift corpse in the mouth. Aw, oh, really? We're going out on that joke? You got a better one? You know what? No. The smell of fluoride in the air is making me want to hurl. Let's just get out of here. Looks like it's all over, Madison. Faraday picked up Richards in Chicago a couple of hours ago and got his confession. I wish all of my breakups would end up with the guys behind bars. Well, let's hope you don't date any more murderers. Still better than dating musicians. Too bad for that Dr. Lindell, thinking he could beat his rap because he had nothing to do with killing Emery. Would that be tampering with evidence or mutilation of a corpse? I'll leave that for the lawyers to decide. Any clue why John killed Emery in the first place? I mean, it's clear he was a douche, but not necessarily a murdering douche. Emery must have caught Richards juggling the company books. I think he was going to turn him in. Richards probably threatened him, and that's why Emery was taking steps to leave town. The timing of all of this is just so weird. Clearly, John had killed Emery around the same time he was trying to get back with me. Was he expecting me to go on the run with him like some sort of natural-born killers? Because, <laughs> no thanks, 
Woody Harrelson is a B-plus average at best. Who knows what goes through men's minds when there's a pretty girl around. It's never the men's minds I have to worry about. <laughs> to forget your worries, how about I take you out for an ice cream? Make it a salad. I don't want to see a dentist anytime soon. Boston Blackie was created by writer Jack Boyle in the early 1900s when Boyle was in prison on a robbery charge. The character first appeared in short stories in 1914 and finally is a full novel in 1918. Boston Blackie started on the big screen during the silent film era and eventually as a series of B-movies for Columbia in the 1940s, which ran concurrent with the radio show. Boston Blackie had a 58-episode run on television in the early 50s and even was adapted into a graphic novel in 2002. While sometimes a jewel thief and expert safecracker, and at other times a detective, there has been many a writer who tried to explain the name of Boston Blackie. Creator Boyle simply said the name Boston was from the character coming from New England, and Blackie because of his black, piercing eyes. Oh, and FYI, the character really was named Dr. Madison. And we thought it would be fun to keep it in. Hey, everybody. It's Madison. Thank you so much for listening. Have you signed up for my newsletter yet? Twice a month, get sneak peeks and not found anywhere else Madison stuff. To sign up, go to my website, madisonontheair.com. And don't forget to follow me on your favorite socials. I post daily to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Mastodon. My handle is at madisonontheair. Okay, now, listen to these credits, you guys, because this cast was amazing. Take it away, announcer dude. Madison on the Air was written and produced by Chrissy Talon Sage with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Chrissy Talon Sage. David Pinion appeared as Boston Blackie. Other actors in the cast were Tom O'Connor as Inspector Faraday, Logan Smith as John Richards, A.J. Fidalgo as Rollins, Paul Arabisi as Dr. Madison, Scott R. McKinley as Dr. Lindell, and Jonathan Winstead as the narrator. I also do a nifty dental drill. And spit.